Welcome to Feel Better, Live More Bite Size, your weekly dose of positivity and optimism to get you ready for the weekend. Today's episode is brought to you by AG1 from Athletic Greens, one of the most nutrient-dense whole food supplements that I've come across. It contains vitamins, minerals, prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes, and so much more, and I myself take it regularly. Go to athleticgreens.com forward slash live more to access a very special offer. They are giving my listeners five fantastic travel packs and one year supply of vitamin D free of charge with your first order. See your details at athleticgreens.com forward slash live more. Today's clip is from episode 260 of the podcast with Oliver Berkman author of the wonderful 4,000 Weeks Time Management for Mortals. In this clip, Oliver reveals some of his best tips to help us overcome overwhelm, make better choices, and build a meaningful relationship with time. A lot of what we see as doctors these days is related to our collective modern lifestyles, But it's not just about things like food choices or are we moving our bodies? It's actually a lot of this kind of stress and worry over trying to control time that's uncontrollable. You're trying to meet this bar that you can never meet, that you'll have work-life balance, you'll have mastery over your email inbox. And actually, the frustration when you don't have it, A, it leads to a lot of poor lifestyle choices because that sense of frustration, that discomfort needs to be soothed in some way, whether it be with a tub of ice cream or or biscuits or booze. Or you just can't sleep because you're chronically stressed and thinking and worrying about the future or fretting over the past. So actually really understanding our relationship to time and knowing that you can't control it I actually think it's very, very important for each and every single one of us these days. It's not just something that's philosophical. It's actually the fabric of our daily lives. And when we get it wrong, it, it impacts every yeah. moment in our life. Yeah, no, that's a really that's a really interesting point. The ways in which we try to sort of not feel this discomfort to dull the pain of those things, they have impact on us physically because of the sort of narcotic ways that we choose yeah. to sort of not, absolutely it's uh it's it's huge what's really interesting to me is how you came into writing about time and our relationship to time because from the research i've done it appears that you were keen to learn all these productivity tools and actually get oh, yeah. better yeah. at managing your time and getting the most out of every ounce of time you know tell me a little bit about that journey and at what point did you realize actually I'm playing the wrong game here. Like, <laughs> this is actually futile. Yeah, it took a long time to get it through my thick skull, apparently. But one of the things I did was I wrote this column for The Guardian for years, a weekly column on psychology, where one of the things I did was to test out a lot of these kinds of, of techniques. And that was really useful and interesting, and I'm really glad I had the opportunity. But it was also a little bit enabling of my worst side, in a way, right? Here I was thinking that I was one day going to find the perfect set of productivity techniques and time management techniques that was going to like make me capable of doing everything yeah. and not have to say no to anything and not have to worry that I was letting anybody down and all of this. 
And then I had this job where I could justify trying out like another 50 new techniques and, and getting hold of another 20 books or courses on the topic because it was for work. And actually, that was really useful in the end, right? You sort of get to a point where you're thinking, well, okay, this is like the hundredth way I've tried to structure my to-do list or organize my day. And it isn't bringing me the thing that I, I'm trying to get out of it. So maybe, as you say, maybe I'm I'm playing the wrong game here rather than that I just haven't found the right technique. And it's not that these techniques are all rubbish. It's that if you come at them with what I think a lot of people come at them with, including me then, which is this desire to somehow feel totally on top of time and on top of your life and not to have to make difficult decisions about time anymore because you can just handle everything and really feeling secure about your role in your work and time and all the rest of it. If you think you're going to get that out of them, you're going to fail because what that is ultimately deep down, I think, is a desire to not be limited by time in the way that we all are as as humans. It's a desire to to sort of avoid the fact that, yeah, limited time means you have to make tough choices. You have to not do things that that would matter. And in order to do other things, you have to neglect certain potential friendships you could be nurturing in order to focus on some other relationships in your life. You just have to, because we're just finite. And we, and especially me back then, I think, think that a lot of this productivity, time management stuff, yeah. and other kinds of personal development advice, we think that they're like a backdoor to get around that. And, and that just leads to more stress, because they're not. One of the ideas that deeply, deeply resonated with me in the book that's, that's actually helped me make some big life decisions over the past few months is this idea that, yes, we have to get good at saying no to things. But I thought your argument took it one step further because there's this kind of, I guess, underlying premise that we have to get good at saying no because some things actually are just the wrong things. So actually, let's not even bring them into our life in the first place. But you go one step further and go, actually, no, it's not just about saying no to things that you don't want to do and don't nourish you. You've actually also got to say no to things that you do want to do. Yeah, totally. Right. I think there's, there's always going to be more things that feel like they matter because the world is full of countless opportunities and countless people suffering who need our help and countless good causes and, you know, countless interesting places to visit. All of these, there's just there's just an endless amount. So why on earth would you ever expect that you could fit all of the ones that you cared about yeah. into your life? But we do. Like, I mean, we, we do. do expect that sort of chronically. I think that is actually another of these examples of something that is really liberating because you can see that you don't have to fight to somehow make time for everything that matters, that that's kind of a futile quest. You just have to make time for some things that matter and let it go that it's not going to be everything. Once we put the limits on our time and know actually time is limited, mm -hmm. within that constraint, I think we can flourish and I guess be more creative. I totally, totally agree. And I think in creativity, it's often a matter of bringing in those constraints. And then sometimes in our daily time, it's just a matter of seeing that the constraints are there in a sort of non-negotiable way, whether we like it or not. And I think, yes, I think when we do the opposite to that, which is either try to sort of get over all constraints or to behave as if there aren't any constraints, it, it can feel it's the more comfortable path at first sometimes. 
but it it leads nowhere good because it is so out of touch with reality that that's when you're going to apportion your time wrongly because you're going to think, well, first of all, I'll answer 100 emails before I get around to what really matters to me today. Well, if that's because you think you've got more time than you have, if you understood that you didn't, you might switch those two things around, spend the first part of the day on the thing that you cared about the most. That's just one example. But it's just a way of acting that respects the constraints that you're already in. I guess what you're talking about certainly to me is intentionality about living an intentional life like understanding that we're making choices all the time and actually many of us are making choices that we don't even realize we're making yeah i think this is like this is goes to the heart of it for me because it's tempting to think that in a book like this that i'm saying why don't you live a limited life like why don't you decide to live in a way that is finite instead of limitless and it's like no the point is you already are doing every day, whether you like it or not. You already are making something like a choice mm. uh, to, to sacrifice all sorts of things in favor of other things. That's already happening. The choice we have is whether to do that consciously or not. You are always choosing. It wouldn't be the case if you had eternal life, if you were limitless, if you were infinite, you know, because then there'd always be more time to try everything and to do everything. But because we're not, because we're finite, Every choice you make is a choice not to do something else with that little portion of your finite time. We can't be free of that situation, but the freedom we can aspire to is the freedom of making those decisions consciously and seeing like, okay, you know, I've decided that this matters more than this for today. And and it's not because that other thing doesn't matter. It's because I've got to make a choice. I know there will be people listening right now at this minute who are struggling and think at some point I'm going to... Yeah, at this point, work-life balance is going to be nailed. Mm -hmm. But that's a myth, isn't it? I think it is. I think that what work-life balance sounds so lovely, what it tends to end up meaning in people's lives is that they feel the pressure to sort of be 100% perfect at work and 100% perfect in life outside work. And that starts to become impossible because like 100% plus 100% is is 200%. And, And so I think that it's an especially vicious kind of pressure because it comes wrapped in this notion of like work-life balance is just a lovely thing and actually struggling to achieve it is a is an awful thing to do because it is basically impossible i think and and i think so and people are holding themselves under the guise of seeking more calm and balance in their lives they're, they're actually holding themselves to quite a cruel standard um that they could maybe just ease up on a bit and what would that look like well it might for example look like a kind of a seasonal approach to imbalance it might look like saying if you're a young adult early in your career there's something to be said for you know going all in on your career for a while if you are the parents of young children you may have to do a certain amount of work of course but like also go easy on yourself and if you can find a way to sort of do the minimum required for a while don't feel bad about that um, because you've got this very important thing going on in, yeah. in, in life outside work. It's always this thing about not, not making the difficulties of being human worse by adding in this standard that you hold yourself to that actually nobody could ever reach. See what's real in terms of the amount of time you have and then in terms of the limitations of control that you have over that time. Like come back down to earth in terms of what you can reasonably ask of yourself. And then from that like firm foundation, 
absolutely be like incredibly ambitious for your work or incredibly ambitious for your family or whatever it is you want to yeah. do or don't be if that's not your style but just do it from this position of like being in touch with with reality and and not endlessly berating yourself and beating yourself up for not being able to sort of evade the terms and conditions of being human many people these days are struggling they feel a chronic state of overwhelm mm -hmm. they feel that they don't have enough time to get all the things done that they think they need to yeah. get done and i wonder with all your kind of years of, of writing and just wisdom from you know being immersed in this topic do you have any kind of final thoughts or words to share with people one way to think about this is just to sort of ask yourself how you might do today differently if you really knew and believed that you definitely weren't going to get all the things done that you were hoping to get done in the day and might you in that situation make at least a little bit of time now today for something that you know you really care about rather than telling yourself that that's coming down the pike that you're going to get all this other stuff out of the way first and then you're going to have time for that I've said in the past, uh, as a bit of a joke, but I think I mean it, that the only sort of time management technique worth its salt is like step one, choose something that you know matters to you. Step two, figure out when today or this week you're going to give it at least like 20 minutes of your time. And then there is no step three because like, yes, some other things are not going to get done. And that was always the case. And only this time you will have spent some time nurturing that relationship that matters to you or starting to write that screenplay you've been thinking about for a decade or or a million other things. Yeah. But like, I think people know more than they always necessarily realize they know what matters to them. And it really ultimately is just a matter of making a little bit of time for those things here and now. Hope you enjoyed that bite-sized clip. Do spread the love by sharing this episode with your friends and family. And if you want more, why not go back and listen to the original full conversation with my guest. If you enjoyed this episode, I think you will really enjoy my bite-sized Friday email. It's called the Friday Five. And each week I share things that I do not share on social media. It contains five short doses of positivity, articles or books that I'm reading, quotes that I'm thinking about, exciting research I've come across, and so much more. I really think you're going to love it. The goal is for it to be a small yet powerful dose of feel-good to get you ready for the weekend. You can sign up for it free of charge at drchatterjee.com forward slash Friday 5 hope you have a wonderful weekend make sure you have pressed subscribe and i'll be back next week with my long form conversation on wednesday and the latest episode of bite science next friday